I keep wanting to call you Lord Testicules. I don't know why. What? No, <laughs> no, the no. Yes. everybody and welcome to this week's episode of comical podcast i'm your host justin corbett and with me is miguel garza what are you doing man <laughs> where's that hello <laughs> where's that at it was fine you left it at home no it worked <laughs> it's, it's fine. It's fine. i left it in the car sitting in traffic for two hours that's where i left it <laughs> <laughs> somebody get this man a red bull <laughs> aside from lord horstocles miguel garza merman many personality guys sitting across from me hello alex how are you doing today <laughs> We have very special guest, Mr. Alex Link. <laughs> Smoker's cough. Hello. <laughs> no more lucky strikes for you. <laughs> and of course, we have my lovely wife, Heather. Hey guys, what's happening? Mm. Although I was just introduced as the female, so I think I want to be dressed like that. <laughs> no, like, I, didn't, I didn't want to get confused between you and Miguel. So. Hey, wait a second here. <laughs> I'm the Lord. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> well, let's not waste any time. Let's uh, get right into talking some comics. Well, let's talk some comics, man. Uh, what were your top two of the week this week, Miguel? Well, I want to complain first. Okay. Can I get a little passion? Sure. sure. <laughs> so I go to the comic book store today to buy these comics, right? And I got a few, you know, not that many, and decent price, about $50, $60. Then I got to get this guy's comics. Good Lord. I swear to you, <laughs> it's like it took me three hours to get all your comics that you were getting. My hand hurt from carrying all those things to the front register, and then I had to, like, Hunt down some. Had a, hey, guys, I can't find this comic. Where's it at? It's like some no-name comic written by God knows who. I'm just saying. It was a pretty standard list. <laughs> I mean, such a baby. <laughs> there was a lot of comics, man. People were looking at me kind of weird because I had this big stack in one hand and another stack in the other hand. And then I had a Godzilla figure in my hand. They were looking at you with envy. That's what it was. That's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> Where'd this guy get all this money from? This <laughs> is perfect. <laughs> well, I'll start us off then. I just want—I wasn't really griping. I just wanted to give you a little grief. Fair enough. Did anybody follow you to the car? <laughs> Obviously not. He made it to work. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. My number two book, Avengers number thirty-four. Okay, it was actually really good this week. Uh, if you've been following the original Sin storyline, you know that Steve Rogers has been time jumping for a few issues now, uh, <laughs> and he's been getting progressively further along into the future. While well, he finally hits the end of the time jumps in this issue. And you find out who is waiting for him at the end of existence. That was crazy. Uh, actually, three people. Two of them you might expect. The third one came out of left field. I don't want to spoil anything, but they basically tell him that the Illuminati, the group of Black Panther, Namor, Iron Man, himself, and Professor X, are responsible for all the problems in the world. And they send him back to write them. Or, well, they don't send him back, but he finds his way back. How cool is that name? Can we call ourselves that? The Illuminati? I like that. I'm pretty sure they're already out there listening. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, continue on. I don't know if I want to go that route. <laughs> but yeah, it was a really good book. Uh, I mean, Captain America was front and center. You know, he has been for a few issues, and, and the bad guys were, like I said, people you did not expect, so I really enjoyed it as well. You're about to unload some butt whoopings here. Oh, yeah. The next issue is going to be pretty epic. <laughs> I don't think that's what the message was this week, that next week, next time, the next book, there's going to be a lot of fighting going on. <laughs> There's a couple of books set up that way. Like, holy crap. There's a lot of setup issues this week. That's mm-hmm. for sure. So that was my number two. And I really enjoyed it. And, you know, I'm a cap guy anyway. You make fun of me for that. But I like cap. 
I make funny for it. Cap's yeah. fine. No, you, you, you like he's like weak. <laughs> well, I mean, he's when, Captain America, man. When you compare him to a lot of other superheroes, he is kind of lower tier. But you know, he, what he stands for is always great. That's why I love him so much. <laughs> <laughs> My number one book is from a good friend of the show, uh, Monomyth Number One. C. Donnelly. Yes. That book is freaking amazing. I have to agree with you. It was my number one as well. I don't, I don't have the words. The, the story, we know it's reversed. The, the basic plot of the book is that in the typical Bible, uh, Lucifer is the one that leads the revolt against God and gets cast out of heaven. But in this particular story, it's a little bit of a role reversal. Michael is the one who leads the revolt against God, and Lucifer sticks by God's side and tries to protect humanity. And Michael gets thrown to earth. And then Lucifer follows him to try to save early human people. Oh, yeah. And time goes by. Enoch and all those. And humanity learns to get in touch with God. Like, they never eat the apple from Eden. So they live without sin for a very long time. But the thing is, some of that still creeps into them. Like, they, some people are still born with innate sin within them, and they know how to fight, and they know how to do certain things that the average person in that in this fantasy world wouldn't know how to do. Mm-hmm. And Lucifer latches on to a small group of those people, and basically, when Michael shows up and is trying to overthrow humanity by killing them and turning them into his demons, Lucifer and this small group of humans fight against him. And Seek took it some really cool places in this book. I absolutely loved what he did with the story. Yeah, the, the battle scene between Lucifer and Michael was like, whoa, that's pretty damn cool. <laughs> and then the young Enoch uh, doing his thing. And, I mean, we can't just give Seek all the credit because Eric Minoltowski did the art. Mm-hmm. Fantastic artist. He's so amazing. People getting stabbed and paled. I'm like, holy crap. <laughs> really good. Really, really, really good book. Yeah, I agree with you. Like I said, my number one. What was your number two? My number two is a new book called Wayward. Oh. Uh, it's written by Jim Zub and drawn by Steve Cummings. Uh, it's the story of this girl who her father is Irish and her mother is Japanese. And her dad's kind of a jackass. He's abusive, whatever. She leaves him to go and live with her mom in Japan. And when she gets there, she's you know, completely excited to be in Japan. It's a place she's always wanted to go. And the artwork's kind of uh, manga-western kind of hybrid. Uh, the style's really cool, actually. She goes to live with her mom, and her mom has to go to work. So while her mom's away, she goes to explore the city. And she starts walking down these alleyways, you know, because Japan's a pretty tight-packed place. And she gets confronted by these three thugs. She does what any girl would probably try to do and tries to run away, but there's another guy waiting for her. And she doesn't really know what to do. And then she realizes there's all these weird cats that have followed her down the alleyway. <laughs> And she is very confused, and this other girl shows up out of nowhere and starts kicking the ass of the, the four guys. Hey, my, my belief is that girl's a cat. <laughs> I really believe she's a cat. And the first girl, whose name is Rory, uh, actually has Rory Lane. this weird ability to see directions she can take to make certain things happen. So she does some weird acrobatic stuff and helps the first girl take out these thugs, and then the two of them run away together. It's kind of just an origin story, kind of just an intro to these characters. But it's really cool and really well done. Uh, I thought it was an interesting book. The artwork is just spectacular. I've never seen anything drawn by Steve Cummings before, but I really like his style. And I'm excited to read issue two. Yeah, I'm telling you, it was pretty good. I'm like, whoa. She's like seeing things like uh, freaking Electro and Spider-Man, how he was seeing the, the electricity stuff. It was really weird. It's like, this is kind of weird. And then the cats show up. I'm like, what's going on? Is this a Stephen King book? You know, the, all the cats show up? <laughs> and then, then the, the, the chick looked like she had vampire teeth. Then I looked at it closer. Wait a minute. She's got two sets of... She's a freaking cat because she was looking at me. I'm telling you, she's a cat. <laughs> she's got to be a cat, I'm telling you. But I like the book. Well, Alex knows a little bit of something about supernatural cats and Japan. I think it sounds really cool, though. I like the way it sounds. Now, my pick of the week. I am struggling here. I think I'm going to go with our guy's man here, book 
Drumheller. It was. Yes. <laughs> Drumheller is going to be my pick of the week. I feel like I should be on something when I'm reading this book. <laughs> I'm wondering, is like you book mean you nine, feel like you are on something? Yeah, pretty much. Is, is, book, is book nine going to have like a sample, whatever the hell he's taking? I'm just curious because it's been like really crazy. That would be I, an awesome giveaway. <laughs> It'll probably sell out in minutes. <laughs> my pick of the week is also Drumheller number eight. Uh, I thought it was cool that we finally get to see the origin story of uh, Harold the cat. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. And you know more more crazy drumheller adventures and the weird little kid double creatures <laughs> from before. That is just yeah. I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a great book. It really is. There's well, when we start talking, let him talk about his book. I have questions. There's some scenes in in this book that have just have never left me. They're still with me. <laughs> it was like the last issue or maybe the issue before that. They just stick with you. You know. I think I. When you read a book like that and images from previous issues still stick with you. You know, you got something good, for sure. <laughs> well, let's not waste any time, then. Let's jump right into Drumheller. All right. Uh, Alex, why don't you go ahead and tell our listeners what Drumheller is all about? Oh, all right. Uh, so, uh, Drumheller is something that uh, Riley Rosmo and I uh, put together, and it's just a story about... Uh, a- the simple simple description is he's a uh, paranormal problem solver in small town America, and he uh, solves his problems by taking a lot of drugs and following the visions that guide him. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Although if I was to go on, we could talk about how he's got in this kind of a three-way relationship with a naturopath and a werewolf, and he's got a kind of a floaty pink cat friend who follows him around. See, that's the image that sticks six with me, the werewolf thing. <laughs> well, it's not just the werewolf thing. I mean, there's been some really, really bizarre things in this book, which I love. Uh, in particular, the scene that sticks with me the most is from issue five, I believe, where uh, Harold inhabits the dog. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> That was a funny scene. <laughs> and he's talking to Drumheller's other friend, the other female friend, and basically asked her to put on a strip tease for him because now he's inside of a dog's body and he can pleasure himself, which he couldn't do before in his uh, incorporeal form. Oh, you God, God. when we read that, I was crying and I'm about to cry again. You got a feel for the guy. It confuses the dog a little bit. I'm uh, sure I'd be confused, too. <laughs> So basically, for the remainder of the series, whenever see that we see the dog, the dog's trying to to hump Lily's leg, and it's just really awkward. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and at the same time, this is going on. That's when the wolf. That's Menage when Drumheller's <laughs> with the werewolf lady. What did I just stand up, Justin? Did you see this? <laughs> well, I saw it. It's <laughs> good. I, I think I remember seeing somebody posting on Twitter that that issue was basically a mild bestiality, a werewolf three-way, and some patricide thrown in, which is kind of good. Yeah, I, mean, I, I talked about it with several people that day. <laughs> <laughs> I know we talked about it for a while. Yeah. I don't know. We had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun writing it. Like, it was good. So was talk, good. let's talk a little bit more about what you do on the book. I know you're the co-writer with Riley, yeah. but you're yeah. also uh, given the credit as the script writer. Yeah, yeah. Um, like it's it's the way he and I work is really really fluid, right? Um, like a lot of what'll happen is he'll come to me and say, uh, you know, uh, I want to draw a lot of this. 
I think this should happen. Uh, I think Lily. I think Lily and Harold should try and figure out how to have sex. And I think it'd be cool if Lily like had them go to the zoo and try and pick an animal that would work or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> and he'll just kind of leave me with that, and I'll find a way to work it into the narrative, right? Like uh, we've done something before this called Rebel Blood, and it was a horror story. And um, you know, and that whole sort of narrative was just like he came to me and he said, uh, you know, it should start this way, it should end this way. Uh, I want to draw gore, make it gory, and put wolves in it because wolves are cool and you know and then i just sort of uh take the pieces and put them together into a narrative structure that makes sense uh to me if no one else and um, some some character depth as well and just make it into a story that sort of works together and then i pass it to him and he makes some alterations he passes it back to me i make some alterations and we go back and forth until we're happy and usually if we're giggling like lunatics we know we've got something <laughs> that happy, but like it's bad it's you know, like in Rebel Blood, it's like, I think we should, he's like, I think we should have a zombie baby. And I'm like, okay, that sounds awesome. find <laughs> a way to do this. <laughs> so it sounds really cool that you and Riley are pretty much of the same mind. You guys, you guys might be a ball to hang out with, I imagine. <laughs> How long does it take y'all to get everything done? I mean, it seems like you guys could probably just laugh for hours and just not stop. I mean, because I know myself and Justin here, we'll crack ourselves up and we'll sit here crying. We're laughing so hard and trying to get air into our bodies before we die. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, when it comes to working, we work pretty quick. I mean, with Drum Heller, we're already like a couple of months ahead of schedule. Like, we're fine. Like, so, like, we actually work pretty quick together and stuff. So it's it's kind of nice that way. Um, but yeah, we have, we have a good time just sort of hashing out different ideas, and we kind of just like following different trajectories to see where they're going to go. I mean, like a lot of what we did with Drum Heller was in some ways experimental, um, in the sense that uh, you know we kind of wanted to see what it would be like, and you know, in some ways it worked, in some ways it didn't. If we took the first five issues and instead of having one single simple overarching arc, what would happen if we had multiple very small, very short arcs? You know, and how would that look as a narrative, and how might that work? Uh, which is why that that first five issues work kind of moves very quickly, you know, because we wanted to sort of so try and con- try and condense a whole bunch of stuff into five issues to see what that would look like and how that would feel. I think that's a really cool way to approach it. It throws you right into the action and it's just kind of nonstop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like this. There's crazy things happening every almost every other panel. There's <laughs> something going on. Like what's happening? <laughs> I mean, I really do enjoy the book. How far? Well, that's I mean, value for money. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also glad it's not a miniseries. <laughs> that would really piss Miguel, me off right Miguel about now. When I turn him into a book, and he reads three or four issues, and he's like, "Man, this is so good! I can't wait to read more." And I'm like, "It ends next issue," and he's like, "Ah!" <laughs> <laughs> so he's really happy. This is an ongoing. Yeah, I am too. I, I love it. I think it's a really fun book. It's one of the books I look forward to the most whenever it does come out. Well, thank you. <laughs> he holds it yep. up. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Uh, so, and yeah, like one of the other things that we've done, certainly in this issue, issue eight, is um, we've actually introduced characters from that other horror series, that miniseries, Rebel Blood. The character that appears in it, his name is Red, yeah? And he turns into this kind of a deer-like figure. Yeah. Oh, cool. I didn't realize that he was from a previous series. And he's actually an import from the previous miniseries. And actually, it takes place in the same town. Wow. Um, well, now I just have to go out and pick up Rebel Blood. Because, <laughs> like, we were just thinking about, you know, what would it be like if all of this sort of took place in the same universe, you know? Because in some ways, they're, they're fairly compatible universes, right? Although Rebel Blood is, is a very kind of a straight-up horror story. Will Drumheller make it over to Rebel Blood anytime? In in, in 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 terms of turning into a horror narrative, you mean? Yeah, maybe a little touch of it. You know, because you said the old guy came from Rebel Blood. I'm just curious if oh, he yeah, crossed yeah, over, yeah. you know. 
Well, that would be cool, but that was actually just a miniseries that we haven't actually built upon. Okay. So we've kind of left that behind. Although that would be kind of interesting. I mean, I, I personally like the idea of um, creating additional stories that continue to take place in the sort of um, same uh, universe. I, I love it when writers do that. A lot of people try it, and, and it never really sort of works out. Mm-hmm. But when it is successful, it's, it's excellent. And yeah, and I, and I mean, like one of the things that we do is we build stuff for that like that into the narrative, and you know, you don't need to know about any of it, but if you see it, it might be more interesting to you, you know. Well, like I said, I definitely got to go read Rebel Blood now. <laughs> no, right. <laughs> so, uh, do you guys have anything else in the works? Well, right now, Riley's sort of he's working on something with somebody named Alex Grecian called Rasputin, and that's coming out, I think, in October. Um, and as for myself, I'm just taking some time to, uh, work on something new that he and I might do together in about a year when he's done with Rasputin. Uh, um, and that's kind of a, do you know Nausicaa at all? Yeah. Yeah. So think about it like Nausicaa with cannibals. Oh, <laughs> Miguel's completely lost. <laughs> of the value of the wind. Oh, okay. He said cannibals. He had me a cannibal. I don't give a damn anything else. Cannibals, I was in. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> So basically, Nausicaa, cannibals, and politics is kind of kind of where I'm that's. Out. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm still in. <laughs> uh, like the first five issues are already mapped out. The first issue is already written. I sent it to Riley a couple days ago, and he's interested. So you know, we'll see where that goes. We got lots of time. Like I said, he's kind of busy with other stuff for a while. So yeah, I'm, he do, he does the artwork for the book as well, right? Uh, for for uh, Drumheller? Yes. Oh, yeah, he does all the art. And for a while, he was doing all the colors, which were amazing. I really like the way he colors stuff. It's really nice. That's very impressive. <laughs> wow. Huh. He's, a, he's busy, man. He's busy. Everybody we talked to here lately has been, I mean, they're just, like, so busy. And we feel very honored. And, again, we want to thank you for coming on the show. Really appreciate taking time out of your schedule to, to come on. Oh, I mean, that's a good time. Yeah. Yeah, he, did I tell you that he and I work together? No. Like, yeah, like, we both teach at the same school. What? <laughs> no yeah. Way. Yeah, so there's the, so uh, I teach at a school called the Alberta College of Art and Design, and so does he. He teaches illustration, and I teach literature, right? Huh. And uh, and it's you know uh, yeah, it's uh, Fiona Staples also graduated from there, uh, oh, wow. and Scott Kowalchuk as well from Peter Panzerfaust. No, 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 that's Tyler Jenkins um, from Peter Panzerfaust, but also uh, Scott Kowalchuk and Jillian Tanaki and that kind of thing. It's cool. So it's it's a nice little school for that. It's it's it sounds it's like a place nice, to be. It's a nice community, man. Uh, John Byrne dropped out, if that means anything to you, <laughs> like a long time ago. <laughs> That's it's, pretty cool because I, when I picture you guys, you writers and artists and whatnot, I always picture you guys. That's all y'all do. You know, just sit at home, do this, draw this, write this, whatever. Go out and drink your wine or hang out with your friends. Come back because we're friends with another person who does that a lot. <laughs> and you know, do your thing, and that's it. It, it. it really, it's really cool to see that not only you guys do this crap, but you're also out there working. At a hard job and making money that way and, you know, affecting other people's lives. That's really cool. That's very impressive. And one thing that he does really well is he finds a way to, like, find, find work for his students, too. Like, he recommends them to, like, uh, publishers and, and like, uh, writers and stuff, too. Like, it's really nice that he does that. He really goes all out for them. That's awesome. That's freaking cool. That, that's really cool. Do a lot of your students read Drumheller? I'm afraid to ask. I don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> well, can you see the eyes? You know they're reading it. <laughs> Nobody came up to you and was just like, what was up with that werewolf threesome? (laughs) Some of them just call me on my puns. (laughs) That happened to me last week, sir. It happened to me last week. (laughs) It's really cool. cool. Miguel and I work together, too, but we don't get much work done. So, (laughs) What are you saying? I'm always working. (laughs) Cool. 
<laughs> yeah, we're nerds. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have to be, man. It's the way to be. So you write all this. How much reading of comics do you get done? I mean, do you, how many comics are you reading, if you even read any? Oh, fuck. Oh, tons. But I'm sorry. I, is it okay if I curse? Yeah, we're with oh, yeah. that. Oh, yeah, we got that. Absolutely. <laughs> I read fucking tons. Just for fun, I did a page count this year of uh, like how much how much manga I'd read uh, since like January. And it's it's well over 30,000 pages of stuff at this point. Like just, just tons and tons and tons of stuff. It's all I do. Um, hey, tell you what. Um, so I was out of town for two weeks, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, so I came back, and these are the books. Can I tell you the books that showed up in the mail for me? The comics that showed up in the mail for me. Sure. Uh, okay. Uh, so I got the uh, the Frank book by Jim Woodring. You know that? No. Oh, it's it's freaking awesome. It's really good. Um, I got a book on Hong Kong comics. I got a book of uh, fetish pornography drawn by Joe Schuster of Superman. Hey, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, <laughs> <Interesting>. <laughs> Very interesting. It's amazing. And basically it turns – it's basically Wonder Woman and Superman and all these kind of fetish bondage scenarios. He used to do pornography on the side, right? Uh, who wrote that now? Miguel's <laughs> <laughs> going right now to buy that. The book's called Secret Identity. That's interesting. And it's by a guy named Craig Yo, Y-O-E. Um, I got uh, Unca- Uncanny Avengers Volume Two. I got East of A- East of West Volume One. Something called The Library by a Chinese creator named Chioi. Uh, an anthology called Rosetta of World Comics. Oh, I got the Alpha Flight Classics, Uncanny X Men Volume One because I don't have it. I don't know why. Uh, all right, the Uncanny Avengers Volume One, of course. A graphic novel by another one of our graduates named Jillian Tamaki, and that's called This One Summer. A book called Drop In. Uh, a manga called uh, Yotsuba and I, a manga called Tiger and Bunny, a manga called uh, Magic Knight Ray Earth by Clamp. Uh, let's see what else I got here. Four volumes of Astro Boy. I got a book called Your Brain on Latino Comics. Yes! I got, <laughs> I got an amazing manga called Monster. Let's see what else is here. Monster is so good. <laughs> is it? I'm, I, I love, yeah, well, 20th Century Boys, right? I think he's amazing. I love yeah, him. Same guy. Something else called This Will End in Tears, Enter Avaries, The Grey Museum, The Hipless Boy, something called Heartless. I'm almost done. <laughs> something called Science Fiction by Joe Ullman, Through the Woods by Emily Carroll is supposed to be really good, and a collection of stuff by David Collier. So that's what was waiting for me when I got home. <laughs> yeah, well, no Deadpool? <laughs> so, <laughs> I have a problem. It's not. It's okay. We do too. <laughs> and that's on top of all the stuff I brought home from Japan, man. It's just bad. How was the trip to Japan? I know you were there for a couple weeks. Yeah, I was there for a couple weeks because I wanted to go to a, a thing called Comicat. It's a Comic Market, right? I don't, are you familiar with Comic Market? Yeah, yeah, I've heard of Comicat. Yeah, so it's like it's the world's largest comics convention. It runs twice a year. It has thirty-five thousand people selling their stuff. Right, um, all of the stuff is homemade and self-published. Most of it, most of it is uh, fan fiction. Right, and uh, it's got half a million people attending. Right, it's it's crazy. It's amazingly huge, and there's buckets of porn. <laughs> among other things but it's all really really good so i got like all kinds of stuff including like you know attack on titan slash fiction and naruto slash fiction hmm. i got somebody's fan production of my little pony um i got uh you know cosplayer albums right because they they will take photos of themselves and sell albums of their cosplay so i got some cross-dressing cosplay on top of it 
I got, uh, what else have I got here? All right, and uh, the Lord of the Rings fan fiction, too, which I don't read Japanese, but the cover's got Legolas doing karaoke, and in the middle of it, he's, like, trying to figure out what a condom is, so I had to buy it. <laughs> that is pretty wicked. It was totally amazing. Okay, man, he's making his way up on my list of favorite people to talk to. <laughs> Miguel's driving to your house right now. You and I, we're going to hang out. <laughs> we'll be in jail. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, how are we getting to Japan, Justin? <laughs> we're trying for New York next year. That's right. <laughs> Take it one, one, uh, yeah, one, one step, step at a time. time. Yeah, we, well, I think it's because I teach this stuff. I got to go on my school's dime, right? Perfect. Oh, yeah, that's that's got to be awesome. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Japan's one of those places I've always wanted to go, and sometime, sometime in the future I will go. Absolutely. Yeah, that's so good. I can take it into work and say, hey, you paid for me. You paid for me to go pick up this picture of Legolas with a condom. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Living the dream, man. <laughs> That doesn't sound like a dream. <laughs> so I have nightmares now. Thanks. Picture <laughs> <to> Orlando Bloom. <laughs> I had my mouth full, man. It's not good. <laughs> Wait, no, I was actually drinking. That wasn't like an innuendo. Anyway. <laughs> oh, perfect. I keep wanting to call you Lord Testicules. I don't know why. What? Oh, no! No! Yes. Yes. Yes, the way he spelled it at first, it was Lord Horse Ticklees, like, like horse testicles. No, it was not testicles. <laughs> right. He insisted on changing the way it was spelled. And you, my friend, have a problem with testicles. <laughs> then, then I started calling him Horse Tickles, which changed even more. <laughs> yeah, I have Lord Horse Ticklees, Lord Horse to Please, Lord Horse to Sleaze. Lord Horse to Freeze, <laughs> Diabetes. Uh, <laughs> Actually, it's really funny. We have a, a listener who's a huge fan of the show, and he started writing a weekly strip about Horstocles and his minions. Yeah, I saw I saw some of that, I think. Yeah, he sends it to us every week, and we post it on the website, and it's an ongoing story, but it's really cool. We're gonna, I've been working with him co-writing that now, and uh, we're working on making this big, long story, and then we're going to try to publish it and print it out sell books at conventions and stuff, so... Oh, perfect. Should be fun. <laughs> it's perfect. And terrifying. Funny. <laughs> Testicles shows up, I'm punching someone. <laughs> I think it's... I think, it, honestly, it is the first comic strip that's based on a podcast. I don't think anybody else has done that. Yeah. I think that's pretty clever. I can't wait to see when Kelly Ryder shows up. <laughs> There's clearly something wrong with us. Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> We're a good company, though. I was still waiting for me to make my pants in that comic book. When is that going to happen? <laughs> in the first strip. Huh? <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> Where man here? How you doing, Alec? <laughs> Worried. <laughs> <laughs> Mildly uneasy. Unlikely to sleep tonight. It's good. <laughs> Let's take just a second to uh, promote our sponsor. TweakedAudio.com. That's how we're going to Japan. <laughs> people, people go and buy a lot of headphones when go to Japan. buy a shitload of headphones give me a what? bucket full of porn <laughs> uh, they have seven different styles of headphones and seven different colors uh, they're really badass headphones the sound quality is superb they're noise canceling they come with flat cables that prevent tangling I believe you can get them as cheap as $20 uh, for all the different styles and types they have I mean, they have over the ear, inner ear Around the ear, lots of different ways to... That sounds like some bad positions, man. <laughs> different things to choose from. But if you go to tweakedaudio.com and use promo code COMICAL, you'll get 30% off your order, as well as free shipping anywhere worldwide. 
Wow, it's thirty percent. Thirty percent. Why did I think it was ten? I don't know. Damn, I need to go order some <laughs> headphones. <laughs> it's a great deal, and it helps support the show. So if you like us, please go out there and buy some headphones. Do they That's have the color pink? I believe some of them are pink. Yes. Nice. They would have wood color. They even have wood. wood. <laughs> what kind of wood? Hardwood, baby, hardwood. Put that wood in your <laughs> Yes, I'm going to buy some just so I can see that. <laughs> I've got an earful of wood. What? <laughs> and it's in your ear. <laughs> well, over the ear is better than in the nose. I mean, you don't want to risk getting sniffless or anything. It's in your ear, over the nose? <laughs> no, earful of wood. <laughs> I, I kind of like bucket old porn. <laughs> So that knows more ways for the people to support us. Yeah. Uh, you also go to audibletrial.com and sign up for a free 30-day trial. You get an audio book, free download. Uh, there's over 150,000 titles to choose from. If you don't like the book you pick, you don't like the narrator or whatever, you can always exchange it for a different title. Um, if you cancel within 30 days, you don't get charged. And you just go to audibletrial.com slash comical to sign up. Nice. They can give us money too, right? You can also donate directly if you would rather do that. Uh, we have a link on our website to de- donate to our PayPal, which is the email address comicalpodcast at gmail.com. Alex is like hanging up now. <laughs> <laughs> you guys want to be like, what? I'm watering my plants. <laughs> <laughs> well, now it's time for a segment called Tell Me a Funny Story. Okay, I know I'm not up. <laughs> and this week's Heather's turn first. And we're going to oh throw Alex gosh. under there too, right? Yes. Okay. Hopefully Alex has a funny story ready for us. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. His story may trump mine. Oh, no. So you got to go first. Yeah, exactly. Set the stage. I'll set the stage up for you, Alex. I don't know. Oh, uh, okay. Drop the wood. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to drop something. So today I had to go to a doctor's appointment. And um, basically, I I have a cyst, and it's in my lower abdomen area, so we'll just kind of leave it at that. Anyway, they (laughs) they said I had to go have a... um, Ultrasound. Ultrasound, thank you. Oh, my God. You've had one before? No. Okay, I just wondered. Ultrasounds are pretty basic if anybody hasn't had one. You know, they put that gel on you, and they slide the little camera over you, and they can see inside and whatever else. I was getting a little worried when she started saying that. You know. <laughs> so I go in, the lady calls me back, you know, we go into the room and she goes, I need you to take everything off from the waist down. So I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to take off my pants and my shoes. I'm cool with that. That's fine. And it's another lady. So, you know, whatever. That's her job. <laughs> so I said, oh, can I leave my underwear on? She know, she says, no, they need to come off. <clears throat> I said, okay. I wasn't prepared for what was coming next, honestly. So she gets this, like, rubber thing out, which obviously looks like a condom, and then she proceeds to put it over a probe. I know what's happening. (laughs) And I was like, holy shit, what is going on? I was not prepared for this. So she says, get up on the table, I'm going in, basically. (laughs) I'm like, wait a minute, wait, 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 like, no one explained this to me. This is not how this is supposed This is not the ultrasound I signed up for. <laughs> she's like, she's like, you need to scoot down. Scoot down. She's telling me all these things and telling me what to do. And I'm like, oh, fuck. I need to get out of here. How do I get out of this? I can't get out. I don't have clothes on. Like, I can't leave. 
So then she turns off the lights, and I'm like, shit, what is going to happen to <laughs> me Did it start now? playing music? Did it glow? <laughs> did it glow? No, it did not glow, thank God. <laughs> so, like, I was just like, holy shit, what, what? So she opens the door a little, and she goes, oh, don't worry, there's nobody back here but the two of us. Because like, that's making me feel better. <laughs> no, like I want out. Like anyway, so after she did the whole probe thing, then she takes off, takes out the one that she just does over your, like normal, and she goes, "Oh, here, here, your, here's your cyst." So she didn't even need to do the probe in the first place. So I got tortured for no fucking reason. And I'm like, "Are you fucking kidding me? Like seriously, I just went through all of this. I'm sitting here naked with like all this shit, and I'm like, what the fuck? I was so mad. Probed by a stranger for no reason. Yep. <laughs> bad touch. Bad touch. It wasn't bad. I, I felt violated. It's like a really bad top forty tune. Yeah. Uh, Probed by a stranger. Strange stranger. I don't know. I didn't know. But when she put that thing over the probe, I was like. What? And this thing, I know what she's talking about because I took ex-wife in once for these one of these things, and this damn thing is about as long as a freaking guard yes, hose. I, I like, looked at Jesus. it. She's like, "Okay, it'll only be a few minutes," and I'm like, "A few minutes? <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna come out of my mouth. You're gonna stick it in. It's gonna <laughs> through my body. Like, what the fuck? She's gonna roast over a fire. <laughs> Pretty much. Get ready to roast something." Man, it was it was a rough day for me. <laughs> I don't Sounds know. Like I'm sorry. <laughs> then, I, then I had to go do my biometric screening for our insurance, so that was even worse. So she had to prick my finger, but some guy was setting up a printer. She's, so she's like, "Oh, sorry, you have to go in the other room." And oh, it, it was it, it was it was crazy. It was fucking stressful. <laughs> it was really fucking stressful. Next week, colonoscopy. <laughs> had a scope that was great they gave you propofol they knock you out you don't know what the fuck is going on with that shit that's great you don't know what the hell they did to you when you're knocked okay. out I, don't care. I wasn't awake whatever happens when i'm asleep fine whatever i'm you, you heard know. that ladies and gentlemen we know it we know what horsticles like what that's horsticles no what <laughs> Next week's episode. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. There, oh that was God. my. That was my. It's, it's a little funny now. Oh, it, it was funny. It's, it's. I feel sorry for you. No wonder you chuckle when I said earlier today. Uh, so, feel like I've been violated. <laughs> yeah, no, it's terrifying. That's good. It's like when aliens come to abduct you and they bring out the anal probe. You'd be like, nah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'd be like, all right, whatever. You know, what you do like, no, yeah, I've been here. Just ain't nothing. I can do this myself. You have a bigger one? <laughs> yeah, that, that one's too small. I have many jokes I could say, but it would be so inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> so, Alex, do you have a funny story for us as well? I'm sure. Uh, sure. Sorry about when he got violated. <laughs> <laughs> funny story, not a violation story, right? Uh, it doesn't. They can, they, can, they can overlap. Yes. Uh, I don't know, in keeping with the theme, I can tell you what, I'm going to give you two really short ones. Uh, the first one is, I used to have a really, uh, I used to have an upstairs neighbor who was a really aggressive masturbator. That's awesome. How, what, what? <laughs> Just pull it that's out everywhere, the first, huh? That's the first story. Second story. <laughs> that's great. How do you get past the first? <laughs> it's not How like, you no. Know? <laughs> 
I was kind of envious and disgusted at the same time. The second story is, um, I'll tell you what, this is from when I was in Japan last week. Uh, so I was in Japan last week, and uh, I wanted to explore uh, the red light district, which is called Kabukicho, right? And it's in a na- neighborhood called Shinjuku. And I wanted to see what it looked like. Uh, it, it features in a lot of like books that I like as well. And, you know, it's, it's got girls in it and stuff. Anyway, I decided I would, like, you know, look the part. So, um, you know, I'm a very foreign guy who speaks English, um, you know, and I'm kind of middle-aged. So I figured I'd wear the loudest tropical shirt I could find, and I did. And I went down there, and I just started walking around. I spent about an hour there. And... I'm just, you know, kind of walking around looking at stuff, and uh, within the space of an hour, I was approached by six guys, all of them trying to get me to go into some kind of bar someplace, right? And at first, I was kind of, and, and all six guys were all were bald, and all were Nigerian, each and every one of them. And they'd all approach you with, hey, my friend, how are you, my friend? It was kind of all right. And, you know, I don't speak any Japanese, so I was kind of lonely anyway, so I kind of enjoyed the company, so I'd walk with them for a while. And, you know, and at first I tried to kind of shoo them away, you know, like, ah, I'm okay, you can just leave me alone, I'm fine, right? The one I just started talking to them, right? And then I just kind of started fucking with them, which was kind of fun, too. So this guy comes up to me and he goes, uh, hey, you know, it's, it's nature, it's nature to, you know, like sex, you need to a bar, it's got girls in it, you get massage, you get sex, it's good, you know, it's nature. And I say, it's metric? It's, no, it's nature. Metric? What are you talking about metric? No, it's nature, nature. I said, oh, nature. I'm sorry, I thought you were trying to sell me on the merits of the kilogram or something. He's <laughs> 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 taking me for like an American who's like committed to the imperial system. Like, no, no, not metric. I'm nature, man. Nature. It's sex. It's nature. Like, Is it metric sex? And he's like, no, man. <laughs> and so, like, I walk away, and while I'm walking away, he goes, dog, it's too legit to quit, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's, and, funny. Uh, That's funny, too. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty fucking hilarious. And there you go. <laughs> Those are three equally. You want to know stories. about the over aggressive? <laughs> I know you want to know. <laughs> I'm not sure I do want to know. I mean, the the last apartment we had actually, I'll tell a little story too. The last apartment we had, uh, we had neighbors who were kind of dicks. I mean, they were jerks to us for a really long time. Complained about stuff. They finally, jerk offs. <laughs> they finally moved away, and we were so happy they were gone. But then, like a week went by, and these two gay guys moved in. <laughs> Well, you didn't know that at first. We didn't know that at first. Which is fine. The fact they're gay didn't bother us at all. Until, (laughs) (laughs) after the third night they were there, they started playing techno music at 2 (laughs) a.m. And banging against the wall. And there's two guys moaning in unison. (laughs) And I remember waking up and looking at Heather. and She was already awake with her. I was not awake. You woke me up and said, hey, this is going on next door. And I'm like, and your point is, leave them the fuck alone. They're fucking, they're, they're happy, shit. No, and you, I'm surprised you say, can we beat them? <laughs> eat them. It's a little helpful. More noises than them? Oh. Well, join in. That's right. You meant one-up them, not, well, beat, not beat them. <laughs> it's like, well, choice of words, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm talking, talking to your wife. Whatever you're thinking about next door, I you got we, I think we did it. try to one up on once. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I don't know if we were. Oh, my goodness. But the, man, those walls were paper thin. Oh, shit. man. We heard some things we didn't need to hear. You're lucky somebody didn't come through the wall. Well, we did have a, 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 what was that, a, like a standoff, like one night, and my car got shot up. It was an innocent bystander in a shooting. Damn. Because yeah, between husband, a husband and wife, they were like having a, a fucking standoff at like midnight, you know, come out there at high noon, 
we're gonna shoot until the other one dies. He came back from he came back from wherever he was. That was some girls or something, and his wife had thrown all of his shit over the balcony. Oh, nice. He went upstairs and like banging on the door. She, she came out with a pistol and chased him into the parking lot, and then just stood there and yelled at each other for like fifteen minutes. And then she started shooting at him, <laughs> and he was like running and ducking and weaving, and like there was a bunch of cars that got shot up. <laughs> I came out and my car was like all <laughs> fucked up. There was like a bullet hole. Like, You're gangster now. <laughs> I drove my car with my bullet angry. holes. Nobody fucked with me. They were like, all right, leave this little white girl alone. I'm not going to mess with her. Gangster. She still she got shot 20 times. She's still alive. <laughs> she lost all her blood, but she's still crawling. <laughs> exactly. Man. Brutal. Well, those were some funny stories. Some disturbing stories. <laughs> You want to talk a little bit of news? Yeah, give me some news, man. You want to talk about the hurricanes? <laughs> hurricanes? Oh, I thought you said news. <laughs> <laughs> news related to comics and comic book TV shows and movies. Oh, okay. Oh, much better. <laughs> All right, so. Eva Green. <laughs> Why do you always go there first? <laughs> That's really funny. We were talking about Eva Green the other day. Yesterday. Let's talk TV first. All right, talk about it. So Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 2. Yes. They announced that the Absorbing Man is going to be the first villain that the team fights this season. Okay. You remember him? Yeah. From the Wrecking Crew? Uh-huh. Uh, I think that's pretty cool because his power is interesting and I think it should look pretty cool on TV. Mm-hmm. They also announced that uh, they've cast Mockingbird. It's going to be Adrian Palicki. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, uh, that's uh, Jared Palicki's wife from Supernatural. She played uh, Lady J in the G.I. Joe movie, and she was in Red Dawn. No, that's wrong woman. Wrong woman. I'm thinking wrong lady. Forgive me. Yeah, I know who she is now. My bad. Uh, actually, she was originally cast as the Wonder Woman for the TV show, the one that never made it to air. Right. So it's her. She's, <laughs> she came back as the far less popular Mockingbird. <laughs> <laughs> like her G.I. Joe. Yeah. She's a good actress. I think that'll be a good choice. Uh, Donald Glover has been recruited to voice Miles Morales in the Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon. Actually, it's funny because Brian Michael Bendis said that when he created the Miles Morales character, it was actually based on Donald Glover. So it's interesting that now he's actually going to get to do the voice of that character. Pretty cool. That's cool. Yeah. I prefer Spider-Man 299 myself, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> you think they were thinking of you when they wrote that? Yes. I could voice it. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't remember 299 having so many personalities. What? <laughs> he has issues. Did you not read the last one? I know he's got issues. Maybe not as many issues as you, but he's got issues. <laughs> I'll just get whatever drum is taking. I'll be okay. <laughs> it's perfect. As far as comics, for the 75th anniversary celebration of Marvel, they're going to be releasing Deadpool variants of classic covers. I think there's nice. 22 different ones. Oh, my friend, you're going to be broke. <laughs> I am probably going to be broke. Some of them look pretty cool, though. I mean, there's a bunch of different ones up. You can see them on uh, Newsarama or Comic Book Resources. Some of them are pretty cool looking. Uh, so just insert Deadpool and everything, huh? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, it's like classic covers, like Fantastic Four number one. You know, you got the big rock monster attacking the Fantastic Four. Oh, yeah. And like the the other version, you got Deadpool like in the foreground, like pointing and making fun of it. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> just kind of insert him into those. It's not really a reimagining of the cover. 22 covers. Yeah. Dang. Pretty brutal. <laughs> one month. In one month. It's over. <laughs> Prices are going to vary? I don't know about that yet. I guess yeah. we'll find out. Um, you better hope they're only four dollars. <laughs> <laughs> they announced uh, Planet of the Symbiotes crossover, which, when the whole Spider Verse thing is going on, uh, basically it's going to be a three part crossover where they go to the planet where Venom, the Venom symbiote, came from, and we're actually going to get to see an origin story for the symbiote. Nice, which is pretty cool because they've yeah. never really done that before. I mean, they've explained nice. 
where Venom came from, you know, when it took over Eddie Brock and then moved to Flash Thompson, mm-hmm. all that stuff. But we never actually seen the planet because Peter Parker first encountered it in Secret Wars, which was on some other random planet. Yeah. It wasn't the natural home place of the symbiote. This would be interesting. I'm pretty excited to read that. Well, Avengers is going to end in April. Number 44 is the last issue. There's speculation that Marvel's going to do another entire series-wide reboot. Son of a... (laughs) Which, how do you feel about that? How do I feel about that? (laughs) I'm going to set fire to crap as how I feel about that. I'm done with Marvel and DC. Screw them. I'm going strictly independent from here on out. That's like 80% of what we read anyway. I'm I'm almost there. (laughs) Man, I hate that crap. It it is kind of tedious because they did Marvel now three years ago. And then a year and a half ago, they switched to all new Marvel now. Yeah. And now they're going to do it again? It just it feels like too much. Who do we know at Marvel? Give we me know, on the phone. We know a few people. <laughs> Give me on the phone. <laughs> I, I'm not sure we can affect the kind of change here. <laughs> I'll get some change. <laughs> I got some change right here. There's a couple of quarters. <laughs> I'll give you a free book or something. <laughs> Go away. <laughs> that's, uh, that's terrible. Yeah. Just ruin my night. Well, maybe this will make it better. Okay. Uh, you know the little Funko Pop figures? Yeah. They just announced they're going to do a Dancing Groot one. Nice. It's coming out in November, and a Howard the Duck one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Did you oh. see Guardians, Alex? Uh, not yet. Oh, man. Got to go see Guardians. It's so good. Yeah, that's what I've heard. He's seen it like four times already. Yeah, I really, I really <laughs> like it. <laughs> and then you remember we talked about the Action Comics number one, the 9.0 that was up for sale on eBay? Yeah. It sold. Oh, really? How much? Three million two hundred seven thousand eight hundred fifty-two dollars. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody got robbed. <laughs> oh, shit. That's a lot of money. Who bought it? I don't know. McFarland. <laughs> <laughs> probably, probably not McFarland. It's not baseball. Come on. <laughs> That's pretty much it for the news. There wasn't a whole lot this week. Just a couple of things I wanted to touch on. Mm-hmm. Good touch or bad touch? No, it's always a good touch. Okay. <laughs> According to you, it is. <laughs> I don't feel violated by this news. So. <laughs> <sighs> we got to mention the amazing Houston Con. Yes. Uh, that's going on this weekend. Oh. Friday, Saturday, <laughs> Sunday at the George R. Brown Convention Center in Houston. Man, I'm tired. <laughs> we'll be doing a show Saturday night and Sunday night. So there will be two new shows this weekend. We're going to be really busy. Uh, hopefully, we'll get to do some interviews with Rob Liefeld, Jim Lee, a lot of, there's going to be a lot of people there. It's kind of overwhelming, but there's going to be a lot of creators, so hopefully we'll just talk to some of them. It'll be fun. Get some stuff signed. Yes, definitely. Be tired. <laughs> if you listen to the show, we'll be there wearing our comical podcast shirts, handing out flyers. Come up and say hi to us. We'll do a short interview with you. Yeah, we need new shirts. I think they're shrinking. I think you're getting fatter. What are, what are you talking about? What is this keep on talking about? I told you I'm in great, great shape. Oh, my God. You're in A shape. <laughs> Cow the cow that holds the world up. <laughs> that nice. shape? <laughs> this body is ripped, baby. <laughs> Ripping through your shirt. <laughs> gotcha. I'm working out. Ugh. Look at this. Ugh. I don't want to look at that. <laughs> we'll do the rock, make these things bounce. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> now I'm just thinking about bouncing testicles. It's not good. <laughs> Making those things bounce. <laughs> That's the episode name. Bouncing nope. testicles. <laughs> it's been a while since the person has come on and actually come at me. I was, I was not prepared for this. I, I, I love it. This is great. I mean, I'm, I'm ready to attack the, the so-called other podcasters that may come on. I'm ready to go after them. I'm ready for this. I mean, <laughs> we've had the great Steve Orlando do it to me, but you know, 
Something good. That's how you know it's a good guest. I know. We'll have to have him back <laughs> on. I'll be ready for him the second time. I <laughs> uh, just want to remind everybody, if you like the show, you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash comicalpodcast. Find us on Twitter. I'm at comicalpodcast. Miguel's at comicalpodcast2. Heather's at comicalpodcast3. If you want to follow Alex, it's at a1exlink, right? Yeah. Okay. That's, that's the Twitter, yeah. <laughs> I've got a Facebook in there somewhere, too. I don't know what the hell it is. Do a search for him, Alex Link. I'm sure you can find him. Yeah, we're friendly. Please go to iTunes and Stitcher and leave us five-star reviews. Like our uh, episodes. Really appreciate that. We're trying to get those numbers up. And lastly, we're still doing the uh, Dear Lord Horstocles segment where people write in and ask Miguel for advice. That's perfect. From his his Horstocles character. So we have a few letters for next week's setup, but we can always use more. So feel free to send them in. You can email those to comicalpodcast at gmail.com. And I think that's pretty much it for this week. Hey, what was that Twitter account again? A1EX. A1EXLINK. Why you gotta be so different? Why you gotta put a one in there? <laughs> yeah, I, just a lot of Alex links out there. It's a problem. Exactly. You only. Oh, you must have just barely started it, correct? What? The, the account? Yes, sir. Yeah, I haven't had it for very long. Okay, because I see I'm following you, but you're not following me. Oh, I suck. <laughs> Don't fall. And you're following this guy, but you're not, follow, you're not following Lord Testicles? <laughs> it's a point of contention. He's always upset when our guests are following me, but not him. because <laughs> you're, you're the main account, because you started off with that one. We were sharing that account, and I decided to break off and do a stupid account and text all kinds of crazy things and tweet all kinds of nautical things. And as you know, my spelling and my English are not so good. <laughs> I... You don't speak English very good? I don't speak very good. <laughs> you know, I start writing stuff down, and I'm thinking, and I'm writing the same thing. It's like, it doesn't come out right, and I leave words out. You're like, dude, you really need to pay attention before you tweet. <laughs> yeah, it's true sometimes. I mean, he started calling his you know, his, his followers the minions. Yes. And then he said since he was Lord Horsecles, he was going to put his minions in the stable. In the stable. <laughs> but uh, then he asked one of our female listeners. He, well, he said he was going to put her in the stable. And it just came across the wrong way. <laughs> she's, like, she's like, oh, no, is that what that is? <laughs> That's not right. She's still in the stable. <laughs> I got more dudes in the stable than women. What does that say? <laughs> That's on you, man. Not really. I've got, got more. Stable. Start looking at the probe. <laughs> I got more people joining in. Yeah, I'll get that probe ready for you. I'll whoa, whoa, whoa. She's got she's got a good recommendation where you can go get a good probe in. No, thank you. It's <laughs> for sure. That's pretty much it, guys. Uh, you got anything else you want to say, Miguel? No, I appreciate having you, on, Alex. Uh, yes. Love the book. Can't wait to see what else you guys do down the road. Uh, feel free to come back on anytime you want to. And you have a new book coming out. You want to come on promote it? Please, by all means, give us a holler. Or if Riley wants to come on, we'd love to talk to oh, him yes. as well. Oh yeah, I'm sure he'd be happy to. You know, both want to come on at the same time. I got a feeling that'd be terrible <laughs>, laughs. I'm sure. Oh, yeah, that'd be, fun. that'd be cool too. Awesome. You want to clo- you want to close this out, Alex? <laughs> Keep on laughing, bitches. <laughs>